This is Radio Mime Troop, and welcome to Tales of the Resistance, Volume 2, Persistence, a summer of original radio podcast political comedies by the confusingly named, always radical, and never ever silent San Francisco Mime Troop. Every week, we will be presenting one episode written, directed, and performed by Mime Troop veterans and dealing with the revolutionary issues of the day. This week's story, Jailbreak, a passion for justice. Resisting arrest. That's what I've been brought in for. Resisting? What isn't there to resist? Freedom is freedom! And since when are the transphobic, homophobic, xenophobic, everything fabulous phobic, racist the only ones who can show out? If Nazis with automatic weapons can storm into capital buildings, but drag queens with feather boas can't write God is gay on the side of churches, then honey, this country is doomed. That's right. I'm a drag queen. The name is Sanka. I'm black, covered in sequins, and if you've got a problem with that, you can kiss my padded butt. And I was sharing my jail cell with the cutest Antifa activist I had seen in a while. Chung Jun was his name, and taking down the man was his game. And seeing Jun's political passion in the romantic light of our jail cell, I have to say, I wouldn't have minded being the man he was taken down. But before we could work out any particulars, we were caught up in the middle of a jailbreak. A group of right-wing insurgents had come to bust their leader out of jail, and we tricked them into breaking us out too. We convinced them we were part of their right-wing nuttery and to give us some ski masks to wear so they couldn't tell that Jun was a hunky Asian and that I was as dark as they were pale. But like I said, they weren't really there for us. They were there to rescue their Fuhrer. My hero! But since our rescuer had a gun, we couldn't get away. And this little nut was taking us right to the big nut tree. How much farther is it? Just a couple of blocks. And what happens when we get there? Now that we've rescued Fjera Hammersack, we can get on with part two of his plan. Which is? Overthrowing the illegal government of the United States. And you're going to do this from the parking lot of a TGI Fridays. The Olive Garden was booked. The parking lot was filled with cosplaying Rambozos with their Walmart camo and bargain basement balaclavas, but there was something just not right about them. Awakawa Pub! Awakawa Pub! What the hell does that mean? Shh! I thought some deep state police had gotten you! No, I was rescuing the assistant, Fuhrer! Hello? Assistant? I had to think quick! Quick! No, quicker than that! Unfortunately, my knowledge of the power structure of anything Nazi was completely dwarfed by not giving a damn about them. However, Jun had studied their Third Reich ridiculousness. Yes, Assistant Führer, because none of you pitiful underlings can correctly pronounce Reichführer. Reichführer. Wrong. It's Reichführer. Reichführer. Just shut up. Mein Gott, how your linguistic ineptitude defiles my pure Aryan ears. Who are you? I am the intern Reichführer. We have internships? The applications are online. I've never heard of any of this. Neither have I. Isn't it exciting? But wait, what is the Reich... The Reich... What is he wearing? I still had on the leather and vinyl ensemble I'd created for the drag tribute to Angelina Jolie the night I was arrested. And let me tell you, it was all that. But it wasn't all this. This is the uniform for all the assistant Führers. He looks like a witch. 
Am I the only one who saw Maleficent? It is not your place to question the uniform of your superiors. I'm sorry, mine assistant Führer. Do you mind if I take a selfie with you in your uniform? My kids would love it. Of course. I don't think that's a good idea. Hush! There's no such thing as bad publicity for an assistant Führer. Smile! Thank you. Don't mention it. Mine assistant Führer. If you and your intern wait here, we will tell Führer Hammersack that you have arrived. No, you don't have to. <laughs> so... What's your idea? Idea? You said you had an idea for us to get out of this mess. Right. Well, I was thinking first we would try to blend in and then just slip away. You're dressed as a Disney witch in a ski mask. Do you have any better ideas? We could just make a run for it. In these heels? And no, I am not leaving them behind. They go with my cape. Mine assistant, Fuehler. Yes. Yes, that would be me. I sent that selfie to my kids and they loved it. Anytime, honey. You don't know how much this means to me. The pleasure was all mine. <laughs> now they think I'm the coolest mom in town. Well, that's just... Wait, what? Oh, no. Coolest mom? You're a woman? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I knew there was something about you. Please, don't tell anyone. If anyone finds out my husband isn't coming to meetings, he'll be kicked out of Awakoa Pop. Your husband? He isn't supposed to leave our double wide wallies on probation, so I've been going to meetings for him. Why can't he come? Gerald was in Washington on January 6th trying to overthrow the 2020 election. Maybe you saw him on the news. He was dressed up like Robert E. Lee, only in a tank top. And somehow the FBI found him. How? He made a website called My Name is Gerald and I was in Washington on January 6th trying to overthrow the 2020 election dressed up like Robert E. Lee only in a tank top dot com. That'll do it. Why don't you just come as yourself? I guess it's questions like that is why you're only an intern, Führer. You should know that only men are allowed in Awakoa Pob. Oh, goodness. What is it? My head. I feel faint. Faint? Yes. But a manly, racist kind of faint. Why? The very idea of a mere woman impersonating her husband? I'm sorry, please forgive me. The only way I could possibly overlook this transgression is if you take us to your husband right now. But... Right now, march us to your car this instant and drive us out of here as fast as you can. Yes, we must leave now. Only then will we forgive you and keep your secret. But the rally... Don't contradict the assistant Führer. I'm sorry. Take us to your car. Yes, my intern Führer. So, we followed little Miss Nancy Races through the hoot nanny of hate, and we were almost to her car, but just then... My assistant Führer! What is it now? Führer Hammersack would like to see you right away. He has some questions. I'm sorry, but the assistant Führer has... Has... An important... Appointment! At... At the... The... Salon! Salon? It's all I could think of! The Führer said right away, I will escort you. Yes, of course. This way. I didn't know what to do. Thor must have been suspicious. And if he demanded a peek under our ski masks... Awakoapob! Awakoapob! I cannot say how wonderful it is to breathe the air of a free parking lot again. And who do I have to thank for getting me out of the grip of the deep state Obama, Biden, Clinton, commie, pedophile sex ring? That's right. I thank you. The American Americans for America who also keep oaths and are proud of being boys. Oh.
My fellow oath-keeping, boyishly proud Americans, our time is almost here. For years, the white American man has been held down, held back, backed over and overlooked. All these minorities standing up for themselves. Well, technically, white men have always been a minority in this country, too. But every time we stand up for ourselves, they call us racists. Yeah! They call us stupid. Yeah! They even call us Nazis. Yeah! But are we stupid Nazi racists? Yeah! No! No! No, we don't hate coloreds or foreigners or the gays or even the Democrats. We don't? We hate the communists who want to tear this country apart. Oh. It is just a coincidence that all the coloreds, foreigners, gays, and Democrats also happen to be communists. Yeah! And then they call us crazy for believing there's an international conspiracy of blood-drinking, baby-killing, satanic communist pedophiles running our government. Does that sound crazy to you? No! Is it crazy to listen to... Q? Q! Remember, brothers, it was Q who said that Hillary and Obama would be jailed as traitors, that the Electoral College would overturn the stolen election, then that Congress would overturn the election, then that the Vice President would overturn the election, that the count would be stopped on January 4th, and that Trump would be inaugurated on January 20th as President, or on March 4th, or whatever. But... What the Democratic Party doesn't understand is none of these predictions coming true is all part of Q's master plan. He wants to test us to see if we will give up our so-called rational thought in favor of believing some anonymous person on Reddit who seems to be wrong every time. But we have not weakened. We have proven ourselves to Q! Q! We have proven that we are willing to overthrow constitutional government because someone on the internet told us to. We will keep our oaths, and we are men who are proud to be boys! Yeah! Now, before this evening's insurrection festivities get underway, I got some things to tell you. Uh, first, the post-uprising buffet at the church has been canceled. Aww. Apparently there was some E. coli in Pastor Miller's ambrosia. Got on everything. Darn! But I also got some good news. We have got us a special surprise guest tonight. An insider who is here to tell us about a special double-secret strategy Q has developed that is going to put the only billionaire who really speaks for the working class back in the White House where he belongs! Yeah! Our guest should be here any minute. But before he arrives, friends... There are those among us here who are not what they seem. The hammer sack was looking right at June and I. We still had our ski masks on, but I'm pretty sure my winged collar was a giveaway. It's stunning. Our co-op has been infiltrated. No! Yes, 
here among us in this very parking lot of this very TGI Fridays. No! Deep state deceptication. He lifted his meaty finger. Un-American, un-oath-keepy, un-boy-proudy. Uh-oh, Sanka? And I am looking right at... Me! What? I'm not a boy! What? I'm just dressed like a man boy. My name is Wendy! Oh, wait, not a... Wait! I'm taking my husband's place here on account of him being under house arrest! There are no women allowed in our co-op-op! I'm doing it for my marriage! But Wendy, a real American wife would be home with her man, cooking, making sure he... I'm here for my husband, too! Who are you? Cheryl! My Ted can't go anywhere either because of his probation. But same with my Larry. He's got to wear one of them police ankle bracelet things. My husband does too. Wait, are any of y'all men? And all y'all are here because your men couldn't show up because they're on probation? Not my man. He's just lazy. Now, gosh darn it, I thought we all agreed to put our phones on Do Not Disturb during my speech. Here, Hammersack, I think that's your phone. Oh, uh, hello? Arthur? No, this is Thor. Don't give me that Thor crap. Where are you? Mr. Sumalong? Yes, Mr. Sumalong, the manager of the Quiznos where your shift started 45 minutes ago. Uh, Mr. Sumalong, I told you I couldn't come in tonight. And I told you that you had used up all of your sick days and vacation days out playing with your friends. We're not playing! Don't you raise your voice to me. I only gave you this job as a favor to your mother because she did my horoscope chart for free. But that does not mean I won't take it back. I'm sorry, Mr. Subalog. I want you here and making sandwiches in ten minutes. But... No buts. Uh... We are very busy. The place is packed. This is Extra Toasty Tuesday. Um, I have to go. And with that, Fura Thor Hammersack jumped down from atop his dumpster, got on a moped, and rode away into the night. What do we do now? Why are you asking me? You're the assistant Fuhrer, and with the Fuhrer Fuhrer gone... You're in charge. Me? You're wearing the outfit. No. Yes? The Fuhrer said we have a surprise guest coming tonight. A surprise guest? Sounds like an episode of Oprah. Someone who's supposed to talk to us about the next part of Q's plan. Who's the guest? Nobody knows. That's what makes it a surprise. Well, this all sounds fantastic, but now that the Fuhrer is off toasting his buns, maybe we could just... And just then, one of those huge chrome-covered pickup trucks that just screams tiny penis pulled into the parking lot. That must be the special guest! The door to the truck opened, and a man stepped out. He was wearing a ski mask like the rest of us, but there was something familiar about him. Sorry I'm late. I recognize that voice. You do? How could I forget? The jail cell, the interrogation, all those questions? Where's Führer Hammersack? He had to leave. But if he left... And suddenly, I recognized the voice too. It was... Who's in charge here? The cop from the police station. I said, who's in charge? And with that, all the proud boy girls turned and pointed to Jun and I... I hope you have an idea to get us out of this one. I am totally stumped.
And now, a public service presentation. Yes? Principal Johnson. <laughs> Not again. Don't tell me it's... It's Jimmy. Okay. Bring him in, please. Hi, Principal Johnson. Hello, Jimmy. What's up? Oh, nothing much. What's up with you? Well, I am wondering why you came to see me. I just wanted to talk, you know, like two guys. I beg your pardon? You know, man to man. You're not a man, Jimmy. What do you mean I'm not a man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who have you been talking to? Hey, what's going on? Just because I'm a little kid doesn't mean I'm not a man. Well, it kind of does. Darn. What's this all about? Well, me and some of the boys were playing and one of them said something. What? That I was acting like, you know. No, I don't. You know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like a girl. Oh. And Billy Wilson said sometimes I don't act like a boy at all. I see. And then he said, I was somewhere in between. Well, physiologically, Billy is right. No, he's not. And I don't even know what that means. Almost all of us are actually somewhere in between. But Principal Johnson, I thought everybody was either a boy or a girl. <laughs> That's what a lot of people think, Jimmy. But modern scientists are finally admitting what some cultures around the world have known for thousands of years. That Billy is a jerk? That all of us are somewhere on a gender spectrum. A what? A spectrum. What's that? Well... Have you ever seen a rainbow? Sure, lots of times. Miss Tanaka had us draw a bunch back in June. I bet she did. How did you draw yours? It was easy. First, I drew these thick black lines so I wouldn't mess up. Then I filled in all the colors. I'm sure it was very nice. And I put a cow. Great. Now, look at this. It's a picture of a rainbow. You notice how the colors don't have any black lines between them? Yeah. In fact, you look close. Can you even tell me exactly where one color stops and the next one starts? Golly, no, Principal Johnson. It's like they kind of fade into each other. That's right, Jimmy. Now do you understand? Sure. You think my rainbow drawing stinks? No, no, not at all. It has a cow. The point is, in real life, rainbows are examples of spectrums, colors fading into each other, just like genders. So boys and girls are different colors? It's a metaphor, Jimmy. Oh. The fact is, very few people are absolutely one gender or another. Most people fall somewhere on the spectrum in between. Even jerks like Billy? Yep. And where anybody is on the spectrum can change. Some people might be orange when they're little kids, then purple when they're teenagers, then red when they're grown up. Golly. And some people are a whole rainbow all by themselves. That sounds neat. Doesn't it, though? But boys and girls are so different, Principal Johnson. Like blue is for boys, pink is for girls. Actually, pink used to be for boys. No way. Very way. Remember in history how the British soldiers used to wear red? Miss Tanaka taught us about that, the red coats. <laughs> well, the reason they wore red was so that their fellow British soldiers couldn't see them bleeding when they got shot. Whoa. But when people wanted to dress little British boys up like soldiers, they wanted a less they-just-got-shot color. So somebody added white and came up with pink. Pink for boys. That's kind of a creepy story. Isn't it, though? But then, for no better reason than marketing, pink got switched to girls, and boys got blue. You know some strange things, Principal Johnson. Yes, yes, I do. But golly, can't I just be a boy without being on the spectrum, whatchamacallit? Nope. Aw, oh, man. Hey, I know. Let's play a game. Another game? Oh, you'll like this one, because it's all about chocolate chip cookies. It is? Just a second. Ms. Larkin, 
Yes, Principal Johnson? Could you bring some of those chocolate chip cookies in here? Are you playing the cookie gender game again? <laughs> Why, yes, I am. Ooh, I'll be right in. Did Ms. Larkin make the cookies? Why would you think that? Well, it's kind of a girl thing. I made the cookies. Oh. Here you go, Principal Johnson. Thank you, Ms. Larkin. Hey, do you want to play? I was hoping you'd ask. Okay. Now, each one of you, take a cookie. Just one? Yep. Darn. Now, each cookie represents a person. We're eating people? It's a metaphor, Jimmy. Oh. Now, the chips and cookie parts are either girl or boy. So each chocolate chip cookie person has girl and boy qualities. So, Jimmy, do you want the chocolate chips to be the girl or boy characteristics? Does it make any difference? Nope. Then the chips are boys. Okay. And the rest of the cookie is girl. Now, here's the game. Let's see who can eat their cookie fastest. That's easy. But you can only eat the part that represents you. So I can only eat the chips? If you think that's you. And Ms. Larkin can only eat the cookie parts that represent her. Okay. Ready? Go. Wow. This is really hard, Principal Johnson. I don't know. I can't just eat the chips without also eating some of the cookie. Why not? Well, they're all just kind of mixed together. And wait a minute, Miss Larkin just ate the whole cookie. That's right. But we were always supposed to eat the part that was like us. And I did, because I'm the whole cookie. You have chocolate chips? It's another metaphor, Jimmy. Oh. You're the whole cookie, too, Jimmy. All of us are. Some have more cookie. Some have lots and lots of chips. Some of us even have raisins. Oh, I get it. We're all cookies. Thank you, Ms. Larkin. Anytime, Principal Johnson. There's something I don't understand, Principal Johnson. What's that, Jimmy? If Ms. Larkin had all these boy chips in her, why do we call her Ms. Larkin? Because she asked us to use she, her, hers pronouns. So we do. It's just polite to refer to someone the way they are and not just the way we see them. Thanks, Principal Johnson. And I'm glad we could have this man-to-man talk, even if we're actually both cookies somewhere on a spectrum. That we are, Jimmy. Bye, Principal Johnson. Bye, Jimmy. Next time on Tales of the Resistance change of pace. Life is a series of choices, and finding the right answers to those questions is the challenge we put to three contestants in this episode of America's favorite game show. The game that all of us play every day, whether we want to or not. What were you thinking? Revolutionaries raising our voice. Bombastic slapstick is our weapon of choice. We always draw a crowd. We're red and hot and proud. Silent, no, hell aloud. The San Francisco Mind Troop. A collective with a socialist objective. We put things in perspective with 60 years of free shows in the parks. Sci fi to detective, satire to inductive, tragedy and farce. And farce. Show. Took a shot at Old Jim Crow And made the hippie heads go pop With Mad Cat Magic Rock The bourgeois made a scene Claimed we were obscene And, and had us hauled up by the cops Now that was two shows before that This is a historical We're revolutionaries raising our voice Subversive verse is our weapon of choice We 
Mission. July 4th in the Mission. Actors and musicians build our stage and leave without a trace. With words for ammunition, we serve politicians. Egg on their face. Don't be hopey, change a droney. We're not scared to call our phonies. And we even got a Tony. Isn't it sublime? A new play every year. A treat for eyes and ears. Cause we're not that kind of mind. No, we're not that kind of mind. Favorite show? Well, heck if I know. Maybe Freedom Land or something with back wino. Eating it or 1600 Transylvania Ave. I like the red state and possibilidad. Steel Town was built to last. Treasure Island's a treasure. I saw seeing double twist and twice more bones to measure. And the costumes, Dragon Lady Armageddon Man. The incredible transforming sets of the puppetry of man. is months away, but it's not too soon to get ready for A Red Carol, the mime troupe's activist worker-oriented adaptation of the Dickens holiday masterpiece, with Scrooge, Cratchit, and Tiny Tim, plus rousing labor songs and our own particular biting political satire. Join the troupe in our podcast retelling of this Christmas classic. It's A Red Carol. Jailbreak, A Passion for Justice, was written by Michael Jean Sullivan and directed by Felina Brown and featured Andre Amaradico, Lisa Jorge Garcia, Marissa Allison, Brian Rivera, Felina Brown, Cassie Grilly, and starred Francis Ju as Chung Jin and Rotimi Akbakbiaka as Senka. Little Jimmy's Gender was written and directed by Michael Jean Sullivan and featured Felina Brown, Michael Jean Sullivan, and Ellen Callis as Little Jimmy. Music for this episode was written by Daniel Savio with Jewel McMillan on bass, David Rokish on drums and percussion, Dylan Jennings on woodwinds and Daniel Savio on keyboards. Tales of the Resistance theme music was written by Daniel Savio and produced by Dred Scott. The Mime Troop theme song was written and produced by Jeremy Mage and Daniel Savio and performed by the San Francisco Mime Troop. Audio engineering and sound design for Tales of the Resistance is by Taylor Gonzalez and stage management is by Karen Runk. Francisco Mime Troupe is a worker-run, multi-ethnic, multi-generational collective of activist artists committed to overthrowing capitalism one musical comedy at a time. And one of these days, we will get it right. Each summer, we tour our shows at a price every member of the working class can afford. Free! With so many insurrectionist, reactionary shenanigans going on, the Mime Troupe needs to make sure our message of art, activism, and social justice is part of the resistance. And even though the pandemic is fading, the Mime Troupe still wants to keep our audiences as safe as possible. So we decided nothing says revolutionary fervor and safety like radio plays. 
And for those wondering how a radical theater can survive these capitalist times, it's because of you. The troupe doesn't take corporate sponsorship. You'll never see the AT&T or Comcast mind troupe. How could we show the hypocrisies of capitalism if we were in bed with a capitalist? So instead, we are in bed with you, our fellow workers. Let's snuggle. And after that, you can support the troupe by visiting our website, sfmt.org. Thank you to the San Francisco Arts Commission, SF Grants for the Arts Hotel Tax Fund, California Arts Council, USPPP, the Flyshacker Foundation, the Bernard Osher Foundation, the Zellerbach Family Foundation, Kali Austin, the Don Stevens and Nicole Bellotti Laugh and Love Fund, this public radio station, and listeners like you. for listening and remember in one week it'll be time once again for Tales of the Resistance!